It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast. I'm your host, your cheap seat crony, your bench jockey with a beer. My name is Jeff Carr, bringing you the Reds every day. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast for this Tuesday. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to today's show because I have some good news for you that I'm going to be talking about quite a bit on this show. The Reds are going to make the playoffs in 2019. You heard it here first. Well, maybe not first. I think there's been a couple other people say it, but I'm going to tell you why. But before we get to that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Also, check us out on social media through Twitter and through Instagram. You can find our Locked On Reds pages and at Jeff Carr with three Fs, both on Instagram and on Twitter. And then look us up on our website at LockedOnReds.com. Got a lot of good content going up there. But we're going to get into this. I'm telling you, I feel very strongly about this. The Reds will make the playoffs in 2019. Hear me out. Last year, one of the bugaboos of the Reds, there was a lot of bugaboos, obviously. I mean, they lost over 90 games for the fourth year in a row. Not discounting that. There's going to be bugaboos all over the place. But, as I like to say this word today on this specific podcast, the biggest bugaboo for the Reds last season was their performance from their starting pitchers out on the mound. And that had various effects. Last season... They had the misfortune of going a cool 10 and 29. That is 10 wins, 29 losses in one run baseball games. They also had the misfortune of going 19 and 32 in blowout games, which, you know, blowout wins, blowout losses, which is categorized as a five plus run differential in that game. 19 and 32 in such cases. And I'm going to tell you what, it boils down to something that has improved drastically this offseason. Maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't. The Reds have rebuilt their starting rotation. They went out and they got Sonny Gray and they signed him for three years. They brought him back to his old college baseball coach in Derek Johnson and even his college roommate in Caleb Cotham who is the pitching coach assistant most centered around analytics and the advanced technologies and and ways that they can break down pitching performance and then deliver that information to the pitchers. Both of those guys know Sonny Gray very well, and they will be able to resurrect what was an awful season, especially by Sonny Gray Sanders last year in New York. Then also they got Alex Wood, who I know he's dealing with some back issues right now, and reports are that he is going to begin the season on the 10-day disabled list. I understand that. He's got some back issues going on. We want to make sure he's 100% before they put him out on the mound. And then they got Tanner Rorick. And 
I have been preaching for the last couple of weeks to not get too excited about spring training statistics. But in this last game that I watched, I watched the game on Sunday in which Luis Castillo got the start and most of what you figure to be the everyday eight was out on the field for the Reds against the Cleveland Indians against Corey Kluber, no less. And they ended up scoring quite a few runs off of Corey Kluber, but that's getting way ahead of myself. The point is, in the last spring training outing for each pitcher expected to be in the starting rotation, and I'm looping Tyler Malley in here instead of Alex Wood because it looks like Tyler Malley will be the fifth starter in Alex Wood's stead. They had exactly, now Luis Castillo had two walks on Sunday, but they had 23 strikeouts compared to two walks combining them all in their last outings in spring training. They're ready to go. And when I say that this rotation is improved, hear me out. They don't have to be crazy good. In fact, last season, they finished the year with a 5.02 ERA. That means if they improve by just one run as a starting rotation up to 4.02, they'll be right there in the middle of the pack you know, somewhere between the 12th and 15th best starting rotation in all of Major League Baseball. And that's all they need to do. Because when you have a starting rotation that cuts out a solid run per game of their ERA, you're going to eliminate the problems, especially in those blowout losses. The blowout losses will be much uh, less You won't see as many of them this year. And I even think the one-run games will be important because one of the things the Reds had to do quite a bit, which they had a great offense last year. I mean, great is probably a little loosely used there. They had a decent offense last year, but they were constantly having to make up for the deficits provided to them by the starting rotation that was constantly rolled out there. This year, I do not see that being a factor because we're talking about some guys that have much better pedigrees than the ones that have been rolled out there really for the last four years. We're going to have a rotation that I can definitely see improving by a run up to 4.02 ERA. That's not asking very much. I mean, that's just a little bit better than a quality start per outing. And think about what a quality start is for a second. Quality start is categorized by a six-inning outing in which a pitcher gives up three run, three earned runs or less. That's it. That's what a quality start is. That's a 4.5 ERA. It's not super hard to see the starting rotation that is made up of guys like Wood, Rourke, Gray, Luis Castillo, whose ceiling may be higher than any of them, and Anthony DiScalfani, who has looked very nice this spring, going out there and giving you six innings of two runs. I mean, that's just one run difference there. And when you put that in there, as opposed to some of the guys who, you know, we're looking at the Robert Stevensons of the world, and we're looking at, as much as I like Sal Romano, he had some outings last season where by the time the second inning was over, the Reds were looking up at a six-run deficit. We're not going to see that this much this year. And because of that, the one-run game record will be improved. It will not be as bad as 10 and 29. And the blowout games 
you're going to see that shift as well. And guess what's going to happen to that record? It's going to flip. I don't think they're going to win 90 games by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm thinking a wild card this season when you're looking at the NL Central as a division in which it's going to be one solid mass of competition from top to bottom. I don't expect there to be a huge difference between first and last in the Central Division, but I could see a National League wildcard team making it in with 87 wins, and I don't think you have to squint that hard to see the Reds doing it. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to let you digest that first second with a few ads. Going to come right back to you here on the Locked On Reds podcast. We're back into the Locked On Reds podcast on this Tuesday. I might as well just call this Take Tuesday because in the first half of the episode, I told you the Reds are going to the playoffs in 2019. I talked about the pitching staff and the biggest reason as to why this team will improve to the point that they can make the postseason and October baseball will be back in the Queen City. Now I'm going to tell you why the lineup is going to be the thing that carries this team there. While the pitching is important that it improves, It only has to improve by one run. Guess what? The lineup is going to be the engine that drives this postseason machine because pitching is going to fluctuate. You're going to have guys go down because of injury. We have depth there. I mean, Tyler Malley is going to get his work in from the word go with Alex Wood and his back issue probably landing him on the short end of the DL to begin the season. It's not something that they're expecting him will miss a significant portion of time, but it might be in the middle of April before we see his first regular season start in a Reds uniform. But they have depth there to solidify them and to hold them should injuries happen. Here's where the bread and butter of the Reds team is, and that is the everyday eight. We're talking about a lineup where Tucker Barnhart as awesome as he is, is the eighth best hitter, without a doubt. And you know what? That's okay. I mean, he's probably going to give you around 250 on the batting average side. He might give you 15 home runs if he really goes crazy, maybe 20. And then his RBIs is probably going to be around 60 for the season. And that is absolutely perfect because then the seven guys in front of him are going to be manned by guys like Joseph Daniel Votto, a man who has gotten on base over 40% of the time for his entire career. That's not going to change this year. And he has said that he is getting better compared to last season. He was very disappointed in himself by his performance when it came to power numbers and things of that nature in 2018, and then you've got Eugenio Suarez, who broke out last year, and by some stretch of different websites that were talking about the 2018 season for the Reds, he was the team MVP. There's no reason why he can't do that again this year, but you couple that in with a Joey Votto that is ready to knock the cover off the ball, and then you bring in Yasiel Puig, number 66. The man has just crushed balls out of Goodyear ballpark in Arizona this spring. I watched a grand slam that he hit that sounded like he probably sent it to the moon off of Corey Kluber, no less. We're talking about one of the five best pitchers in the game of baseball. And Yasuo Puig took one of his fastballs and made it look like a beach ball because it just flew off his bat and out of the ballpark. He is going to go 
off in Great American Ballpark, and he's going to be a linchpin in the middle of that lineup, bringing in runs, knocking balls over fences. It's going to be phenomenal. And we're looking at Puig as one of the best players in this outfield that is super deep. You can only play three guys, but they've probably got six that you could throw out there on any given day. We're talking about Puig. We've got Nixon Zell, who should start from opening day. I've talked about this before. I'm not going to get into all that. But he is one of the best 25 players on this roster and the best center fielder on this roster. And then you've got Jesse Winker, who has shown the ability to get on base at a clip of 40% or better, which would be amazing coming out of the leadoff spot. If those three guys don't play, then you've got Matt Kemp, who can play either corner outfield spot. Defensively, he might be a little bit of a question mark, but offensively, he's going to bring in the runs. In center field, you've got Scott Shebler can back up Nixon Zell, or he could play a corner outfield spot. And then you've got Philip Irvin, who could play in pretty much anywhere in the outfield and has had a crazy spring training, so much so that he is just confusing the team as to how they're going to make up the opening day roster. He's hit more home runs than anyone in Cactus League play. So it's kind of hard to look at him and say, you know what, you got to start off the year in AAA. I don't know how they're going to make that decision because really when you look at the roster, he's not a guy that I would have pegged on this bench, but he may have played himself at least to a thought to be on the opening day roster. And I cannot be happier about that. The Reds have a phenomenal problem on their hand, a good problem, not something that we're going to sit here and say this is going to derail the season. It's going to be something that really makes this season. Their depth is insane. And then you look at the infield. I already mentioned Vado. I already mentioned Suarez. Scooter Jeanette. The only thing we've talked about with him is even if he should be here. And guess what? He still is. He's not going anywhere. He may be a deadline trade chip. We don't know. I mean, there's been absolutely no market to trade a second baseman this offseason. I don't see any reason why that would change during the year. But who knows? Crazier things have happened. But until then, we're talking about a dude who, up until the last week of the 2018 season, was right there in the mix for the NL batting title, hitting over 315 for most of the season. Will he do that again in 2019? Not sure, but you're not going to complain about 285, 25 homers, 85 RBIs from your second baseman. And I don't really think you have to squint that hard to see that from Scooter. And then Jose Peraza. The man hit more home runs than Joseph Daniel Votto, probably a reason Joey wants to improve in 2019. But he had 14 home runs last season, and he hit his batting average was 288, and his on base percentage was 326. Numbers that are phenomenal from a guy who could hit anywhere from leadoff to second to maybe even 7th, maybe even ninth, depending on how David Bell wants to play that out. If he wants to have that second leadoff hitter there at the bottom of the lineup, that would be phenomenal too. But the everyday 8 on this team is going to win them ballgames and it's going to push them into the postseason. And I'm telling you what, this is starting a conversation. If you've got thoughts, I want you to 
tell me on Twitter. I want to talk to you. I want to chat baseball with you on social media. We've got a season coming up. It's now nine days away. I just got my tickets. I don't know if you have yours yet. See if you can get on StubHub or one of the other great ticket ticket apps out there. Get you some tickets because I'm telling you what, that is going to be a party that sets off this 2019 season. The last four years are the past. We have come to 2019, and get ready, Reds fans. It's going to be a phenomenal year. This is all for the Tuesday edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. I'm fired up. I don't know if you are, but I am. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And I even forgot to tell you, when you get in your car each and every day, you can activate the Locked on Reds podcast through your smart device's voice activation function. Just activate that by saying, hey, smart device, play podcast Locked on Reds. It'll pull right up for you. You don't even have to search through your phone's apps to get to it. It'll just know how to get there for you. Do that each and every day. And also look us up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. And look us up on the World Wide Web at LockedOnReds.com. I love the Reds. I'm talking about it every single day. I'll be talking about it tomorrow. Hope you listen. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.